Hello and welcome to another episode of the Muswell Hill Methodist Church podcast. Today we'll hear the message from Reverend Francis's service on Sunday. As always, please find us on social media to see more of what we're doing or visit us in Muswell Hill. We'd love to meet you. Before we listen to Francis's sermon, let's hear from the Bible. Matthew chapter 22 verses 1 to 14 The parable of the wedding banquet Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized the servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. And then the king told his attendants, Tie him hand and foot, and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. I I think I will now repeat my name again because uh, I was introduced and uh, you're told where I came from. Uh, I mean, originally. Okay, we are part of what we are celebrating today. Uh, I'm here with my wife, Faith. God has blessed us with three daughters. Naitore, who is 20. Mwendo was 16, McKenna always two years and eight months. Oh. Full house. <laughs> yeah, that's a blessings. Yeah, yeah, that's a blessings. In this day, I, I will not ask you why actually Matt chose me to come and speak today. I, I don't have an answer. But in this day, in this month, most well, Hill Methodist Church, I quote, rejoice in the rich cultural and ethnic diversity that we should celebrate this rich diversity in our church, end of quote, by Matt Loon. During this month, you and also embarked on a journey of inquiry to learn and to experience a part of the change required to make Britain a dream 
of our forefathers and our foremothers and our present our foremothers who arrived in this country under very different circumstances. The equation that is implored, explored here is are we one in Christ? Now, reflecting on the building of the church of the last two centuries in South Africa, we are asked a question. Are we one in Christ? What is your answer? Whisper to the person next to you now. What is your answer? Are we one really in Christ? What's the answer are they giving you? Okay, what are the answer are they giving you? Okay. Are they giving you some answers? Yes. You see, just to remind you that a country is not what it is by color. And I'm going to advance that in a little while. The fact that we all look alike in color sometimes does not mean that we are one. No. The question of oneness is not the real point in today's theme, but our difference is what makes this service more important. Our difference in one Christ is the real thing. In Galatians 328, 328, 29, I quote, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there a male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are an Abraham's seed and a heir according to the promise, end of quote. So God is telling us plainly, because God is God of all human race. It is only in centuries when systems, empires, decided who becomes free and who becomes a slave. It's only institutions and, and, and what, what, what I'm calling unconscious bias that decides who belongs and who doesn't belong. And according to Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hasler, these are the people who live in denial of the gospel. Because God is not the creator of division. He is not a creator of uh, leveling uh, people because either of their language, their color, their nationality. God is not the author of such teachings, such doctrine. I give you another example. There are those who think Africa is a country. How many think Africa is a country? <laughs> eh? you, you think Africa is a country? Just simply because I look, I don't call myself black because I, I try to look at the meaning of black is like charcoal. Actually, I, I think I'm dark. And I tell people that I pastor, I, my color might look like it needs some light some light but when you open my heart my heart is as clean as it is it is right 
So Africa is just a continent, just like Asia, America, and Europe, right? So I may be coming from Africa, somebody else in the other corner coming from Africa, and we all look the same, but we are not one. And I want to qualify that. Africa has 52 countries with estimated tribes who speak more than 3,200 different languages coming from different cultures, beliefs, systems, and history. You get that? For example, where I come from in Kenya, where I come from, we are 46 tribes. We were two, 42 tribes. We were 42 initially before 2020, what we call the programmation of 2010 Kenyan constitution. Okay, we were 42. But after the programmation of the 2020 constitution, four tribes were handed. A tribe from Mozambique, a tribe from Zambia, a tribe from Sudan, a tribe from India, Gujarat, and I'm not sure exactly where they come. People who originated from different countries had lived in Kenya over years. So constitutionally, they formed their own tribe and Kenya now has 46 tribes. Okay? So in Galatians, it tells us, for you are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham, a seed. So the Calvary, the cross of Jesus is our common place. And those who visit the cross, the place that we call Golgotha, if you are visiting the place of Calvary, you have forgotten how you look like, you have forgotten where you might have come from, although you want to carry your culture with you, Christ becomes our common place. As we mark this World Heritage Day, just like one speaker during the district day recently in London, express our concerns of uh, black history. She expressed her concern because she came from a different nationality, a different uh, 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 language. She speaks different language. She's not from Africa. And she expressed her bitterness. How many were there in the district meeting? When we were dealing, uh, she, she expressed a bit and said, we are, the church, the country has always concentrated on black. We have not looked at diversity. And that's what I'm saying. Difference is what God is interested in. It's not the color. Okay? So as we mark this world day, not only black people suffered racial discrimination, but different people from all corners of the earth have their own stories to share. But again, now time has come to move on from that narrative. This is my personal view. I think every year we massage the pain, right? The experiences that people, our ancestors, our forefathers went through. We nurture that we massage those pains. I think my opinion, you can quote me, my opinion is that time has come for us to come out of those narratives and begin to demand accountability for the people who want to take us back from where our forefathers and our foremothers came from. Demand accountability. Demand justice. 
And therefore, Jonathan Asla continued in his argument. He says, as long as the British people continue to live in denial of the gospel, these things will keep on ex existing. And I remember as I listen to movies because I don't know which generation I belong. I'm just 50s, okay? I don't know which generation. As I listen to the stories, the liberation stories, how in the movies people singing songs of liberation, spiritual songs of liberation, and songs like, Go tell it to the mountain, go tell it to the rivers, Go tell it to the barge, all right? Go tell to the mountain, go tell to the rivers, go tell to the forest. Why were, those, were they singing those songs? It's because systems will not listen. Institutions will not listen. So they will, they will talk to the mountains because the mountains, there is a creator. Somebody or the birds maybe will take the message to the creator. Uh, because uh, we live in a, a system where these agencies ought to bring change, controlled by, continue to be controlled by the same people. And I keep on saying that organizations during this month, they encourage us to celebrate women who have served to inspire change, shape history, and building communities, remarkable contributions in literature, music, Fashion, sport, business, politics, academia, social health, and more even religion. Martin Loon mentioned to me of a woman in the Bible called Abigail. And he asked me, Francis, could you just say something about Abigail? Last week, somebody, I belonged to a group, a group of a community from Kenya. And uh, a, a lady who has lived here and uh, oh, became a, actually a she's a big professor. She's very young, but a professor in one of the universities in UK. I belong to that group. She asked me, Francis, I want to nominate you because last week Kenya was celebrating uh, what we call Uduma. Uduma is a day which was turned by the third president of our country into. Uduma means service. It used to be Heroes Day. It used to be Mandaraka to celebrate people, freedom fighters who fought during uh, the period of colonization. The third president of Kenya said, no, we can't celebrate people. Let's celebrate services that we offer. So President Mwai Kibake then changed the date of, of Mandaraka Day into what we call Uduma service uh, delivery. So Kenya was celebrating service delivery Oduma at the bombers of Kenya a few, 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 few days actually ago. So this lady asked me, Francis, can I nominate you to celebrate you as we celebrate those who provide services uh, in this country? So <laughs> I thought about that and I asked, I've not done anything. All right? So I looked at the list of the people being celebrated. I said, I'm not there yet. So I'm not, I'm not there because my, my services are embedded in peoples and communities. You can't really pinpoint one thing and say, this is what Francis have done. I've just done things within the team ministries 
I've worked with communities, ecumenical churches together. I've worked in, with lower pressure groups, uh, knifing programs, especially in Northampton. Uh, I, 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 I was prominent, actually, uh, in, uh, in mobilizing our communities uh, to cry about knifing and, uh, and call communities to mobilize and come together uh, so that we can raise awareness. I said, no, I don't, I don't. So I said, please, why don't you nominate Reverend Kenyan also, so and so. She has not answered. And you see, what I thought of is, because if we are not careful actually, we turn our services into idol lottery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Idol lottery, worshipping people. Okay? okay, they have done so much in Britain to make Britain, Britain better. But see, as a church, we have to be careful lest we find ourselves worshipping idol lottery. Because I wouldn't want to celebrate celebrities. I wouldn't want to be celebrating musicians. I wouldn't want to celebrate people in, in their own contribution. All right? If, if, if they are singing, I could maybe join them to sing. I couldn't want to have a service to honor what they have done, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, the reading goes of Matthew chapter 22 tells us a time will come when, when God will look at all those who have impacted the community and will look at them and say, hey, why are you without the rope? Okay? The rope is, of course, the rope of salvation. Now, Matt asked me, Francis, can you briefly just mention about Abigail? Who was Abigail? Abigail is a very intelligent young woman found in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 2. Intelligent and beautiful and healthy, wealthy, sorry. Now, I will not go to details, but I will say something. She was married to one of the military officers called Nabal. Nabal, they end a difference with King David, okay? In regard to supplies, because this was a terrible time for supplies and reliefs and so forth and so forth. Nabal said to David, no. I will not contribute, my region will not contribute. David felt very angry. So David wanted to go and that's why I try to avoid scriptures that deal with killing. <laughs> I try to deal away with them. I don't like even mentioning them. Because it's terrible. Uh, I come from experiences of those kind. My grandfather suffered uh, those kind of things during the Mau Mau. I, I don't like, even the word itself, Mau Mau, it comes to me. I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't like celebrating uh, uh, people because there are people done good, others are bad, bad, done bad. So Abigail had of the strategy to eliminate the husband. She played a strategy of peace to ensure David does not make his, his ministry filled with blood. She negotiated the way, a friendly diplomatic, and she articulated herself to David. David accepted. David did not take the life of Nabal. Nabal died a natural, a natural death. What am I saying? The people of God are called to be like Abigail. Abigail lived in a very, a situation of herself, very difficult situation, but she lived and made an history, okay? She never sounded bad. She never sounded negative. She never made people angry. And you see, that is, that's why I keep on saying, if we don't come from these historical experiences, sometimes we make people very angry, isn't it? when we share some, some of these experiences. So Abigail did not make anybody very angry. 
She lived a life, and I'm very sure the history honored her as the first queen. Just don't quote me, the first queen of Israel. Abigail carried herself with dignity, integrity, despite her own circumstances. So what is the meaning of celebration then, if we are celebrating Black History Month? What are we celebrating? If the commitments to transcend what we do in the social media and bring real change in people's lives, in community lives, and embrace a culture of cutting down, coercive, controlling behaviors among our systems, our structures, our way of doing things. Because that's what God is calling us for. People who are there to bring change. We have to crack down coercive, controlling a cultures as embedded in the charter for justice, dignity, and solidarity. If you have read the charter, we are trying to deal with that culture. On this occasion, let us then shine a light on our shared British history and tell the whole story honestly and truthfully to decolonize and reclaim history as my friend and colleague, Minister, Reverend Dr. Raj Pratar says. We have to decolonize our mind. We have to change our mind and make history presentable, appreciated. The Lord and say to Abraham, go from your country to your people, to your father's house, to the land I will show you. And the story of God's chosen people, Israel, is a story of wandering in many places. Joseph is sent into slavery in a strange land in Genesis 7. Moses flew in the Midian to find a shelter in the house of a priest. Exodus chapter 2. Ruth accompanies Naomi to a foreign land and finds a favor in the eyes of Boaz. Ruth chapter 2. Mary and Joseph flee Egypt with Jesus as a baby and later Jesus and his disciples travel to many different countries of the world for three years of ministry. What have we done to be able to celebrate today? Church ministries that we have, people with different gifts, can take opportunity to respond effectively in issues that affect our communities around us. And I'm sure most of you are doing something. I, I, I hear and I, I listen and I read what you're doing. You are responding to the needs of the... You are an advocate for the refugees, for those who are seeking shelter, for those who are seeking help. You are a light to the Moswell town. We celebrate you. Let's celebrate Moswell with an applausing hand clap. For what you're doing. Nobody will celebrate you, but we celebrate you today for being actively involved in making the lives of the people more meaningful. Corinthian is asking us, what is church? If somebody feels not part, what is church if somebody feels lesser? Okay? And the beautiful scripture is very beautiful because they say the head cannot tell the leg and don't need you. <laughs> because how, 
if, if the leg that tells the leg you don't need you, what will happen with the leg? You will not go into roll yourself. Will you? All right? Will you roll yourself? The hand, you have no, the hand has no legs. You will not read. I, I, I had to walk. Isn't it? I walked just for myself, not, not to be celebrated. Okay? All the hills, I walked, I walked. And I feel healthy, I feel, I feel strong. I celebrate myself for that. This heart cannot say, I don't need you in the body. Okay? Because if, if you say, you know, there are people who feed themselves in special circumstances. They use different things to feed themselves. Okay? So, so really, everything in this body, the body could not be a body. That's what the scriptures, the body could not be a body without everyone else from different parts. And therefore, when we look people, they are part of the body, irrespective of where they come from, differently, cultures, and that's what I say, we are celebrating our difference, not our oneness, because you don't understand Swahili, isn't it? Okay? I, 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 my sister there, where do you come from? I'm sorry for asking, where do you come from? I'm South Africa. I don't understand, what do you speak, what's the language really? Even I don't know how to pronounce it, all right? <laughs> all right? But she looked like me. My sister, where do you come from? Oh, that's, that's now something else very difficult for me. Okay? Do you understand Swahili? Abari? Jumbo? No, <laughs> it's, it's only my friend there who knows that. <laughs> uh, and, and that's just a few examples, okay? That's a, just a few examples to say our difference. And the cross of Christ is what makes us a special body. Rich in diversity, rich in gifts, rich in culture. So when, we, when, we, when you look around and see uh, different people from all corners of the world, then you say, wow, God is a lovely God. Come on now, yeah, yeah. God is a lovely God. And uh, yeah. And the gospel concludes very well. The gospel has concluded very well. In what Reverend Sonia Hinks, when she became the president, some of our state, the first sermon, in fact, she preached is the table of the Lord is open to everyone and everybody is invited to come. That's the message of today. So God has invited different people to come. And the table, the doors of the Lord, the doors of this house is open to whoever comes. And when they come, we celebrate them. Thanks for sharing this message with us. Please follow our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music to be notified each time we have a new episode. Until next time, God bless you.